to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence, preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. Hi, everyone. This is Adrian Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. I am so excited to welcome my guest today. Her name is Tanya McCornell and she is the founder of the Mom Film Festival, or Mom Film Fest. Tanya, welcome to Sugar Coated. I am beyond excited to talk to you, especially because here we are in Women's History Month. Uh, The Women's International Day was just the other day, and everything that you are doing is to promote and uplift women and moms And I just would love to hear all about you and the Mom Film Fest. Hi, Adrian. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here and to chat with you some more about the festival and everything we have going on. Awesome. So I am very excited because one of the things that I sort of see come through in the work that you've done in the films that you you've made, you're you're the founder of the fest. You also are a director. You produce your own Films, which is so impressive. I would love to learn, you know, how that happens and how you got into that. But I noticed that there were so many themes that really were about, you know, mental health. And I think that just this pandemic has taken such a toll on so many people just in general. And then when you think about the women that the pandemic has taken a toll on moms, especially. And I, I just can't think of, you know, a, a better mission than to get moms back on set, which is, which is your mission. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you created the Mom Film Fest and, and why? Sure. So I am the founder of Mom Film Fest. I also run the Moms Network for New York Women in Film and Television, known as NYWIFT. And I've been doing this work since about 2017. So I have access to an amazing community of moms who are filmmakers. And what happened was I applied for a grant for an organization. It was for women over 40. So I claimed it. I was like, universe, this is mine. Lord, give it to Mm -hmm. me. And it opened 10 a.m. on a Monday. It was supposed to close 10 a.m. that following Wednesday. So I got all of my materials together. This was the first time I was ever early for something, or that's what I considered myself. I had gotten the kid ready. You know, I figured 1230 after her lunch, I'm going to review my materials and submit. And I went to submit my application and it said, the link you were looking for has expired. So I, I was like, this must be a mistake. You know, I'm reaching out to the organization. And as I'm reaching out to them on their website, I see it says, Due to an overwhelming demand, we had to shut down 
you know, receiving more submissions. And I got really bummed at that point because I said, I really, you know, I had these gigs lined up, everything was looking great. I had money coming in. So I really could have benefited from this grant. And then to not even be able to apply for it, that was a a huge hit to my system. And so I moped for about two hours. And then I said, what can I do that will help uplift and celebrate moms right now? Because we are in such a weird space. This was right after we first all went into lockdown in New York. And I was like, I have this community. I've always wanted to have an awards ceremony of some sort where we have a luncheon and we all were there and we're watching our films and maybe the kids who are old enough can give each other, you know, the moms, the awards. And I said, why don't we do some sort of an online event? And then I realized I wanted to do an online film festival. I would put some feelers out. We did a submission period of only four weeks because I didn't want to deal with early bird and late and all of that. I just wanted to see if people would be interested. And they were. And I got some really beautiful films. There were submissions from across the globe, from Nigeria, from the UK, from Spain. And all of these films made by moms and surrounding really important themes. You know, some of them covered police brutality. The winning short film was a, a mother on a journey to find out what happened, why her son committed suicide. We had films about immigration rights, and there was a group of um, minorities living in Trump country and how that was affecting them. That was a, a comedy series. So it really ran the gamut. There were so many different themes that covered, and some of them were about motherhood and some of them weren't. And I thought that was just a really beautiful thing. And and I'm so proud of what we were able to do. And now to be in our second year, of course, we've expanded and we're doing more. uh, And we're just excited to continue to build the community. That is absolutely amazing. And and just from an entrepreneurial perspective, you know, having, seeing an opportunity and being able to put something out there into the market to get feedback and then having that feedback be so overwhelmingly positive and also global in nature, you must really have a very strong network in order to get the word out like that. And I just think that that's so impressive. And I mean, I, 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 I'm like, so, uh, you know, emotional right now, um, just from those themes, they really, you know, hit home and it, it couldn't have been a better time, I think, for you to put this fe- festival together mm-hmm. and to sort of like welcome moms, especially. And I love I love that um, that it is focused on, you know, moms who are making films. It's not just women because there is a a certain you know, level of responsibility and also just mental responsibility when you have children. You know, it's it's not just about you. You you are constantly thinking about your child and what they're thinking, what they're doing, how they're acting. I mean, it <laughs> it fills up a lot of space in your brain. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, and the pandemic has just amplified that and you know mental health is just such a huge 
issue right now. And uh, I just really applaud everything that you're doing. So here you are in the second year of the Mom Film Fest. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to mention, um, I, I saw on the website that the submissions are open now, or, or they're opening in March. Is that the case? Submissions are open. Early bird submissions awesome. are open. It's only a $10 Woo! submission fee. It was very important to me that we kept these fees low because I myself am a filmmaker and I enjoy entering film festivals, but it gets pretty costly. Uh, and sure. I am a single mom, so I figured I would love to be able to do this and be able to make sure it is affordable to everyone. And even though we're focusing on moms, it is open to anyone to submit. If you look at the different categories, so anyone can enter for best short film as long as a mom was in a leadership position on that film. The only categories where it would have to be the mother herself is for best cinematographer or best director. But we also have a best mom themed, which last year there were a lot of men who submitted to that category. And the important thing was that the theme of the film surrounded motherhood. So it was a really beautiful way to make sure we are focusing on motherhood itself. Because as you were saying, it, it's very challenging <laughs> to be a mom and we have to be concerned about ourselves and then also our children. And, you know, it, it always baffles me when moms are looked at as less than or, you know, we're incapable when we are making sure we are taken care of. We have to take care of our children, their schedules, their schooling. If you're a mom and you have children in different grades and you're doing remote learning, I commend you all. I have one child. It is hard enough. So yeah. when you think about the moms who have all of these different children that they're caring for and the personalities and the things that they have to manage, we need to give those moms respect because they yep. deserve it. Absolutely. You could not have said that any better. And I'm even thinking to myself, you know, my children are older, but even so just, you know, being home, they're, you know, high school and early college, but you know, it's even things like, what can I eat? And, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to eat. Like, what do you mean? What can I eat? <laughs> like, it's, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, it's a little but, challenging. Know, and I, I, when the pandemic first hit, I think for a lot of us, especially as moms, the, one of the most challenging things for me was that I used to take her to school early so that she could eat breakfast there she would have lunch and then she would come home and I would be responsible for dinner. So when yep. we had to now do all three meals and she's 11, so she's getting to the point where she's eating everything. So there were times when she would want a second lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, excuse me, like where, where is this coming from? That was a really hard adjustment for me. And I'm one of those moms. I love that child to pieces, but I like to work. I like my yeah. time to myself. Like I have no shame in wanting to go and be on set and creating, you know? So yeah. that was a really hard adjustment for me was being in the house and the 24 seven care for the kid. And we're now the, the cook, the nurse, the teacher. Oh, teachers go to oh, school for years to learn how to teach children, but we were expected to just pick up and, and know all of these different I don't know, subject matter. And it, it was, it was challenging. It's heavy. It's, it's, it's really heavy and it's a big burden and not that, 
we want to give away that responsibility to anybody, but you know, it is, it's difficult on so many different levels. And I, I'm like you too. I, you know, I like to be independent and, and create in my own way, like from a business perspective and have time to think and everything. And and when you're constantly doing these caretaking things, even though you, you know, in, in so many ways you love to do it, you of course want to be taking care of your kids at the same time, it takes up so much mental and emotional energy that there's nothing left. And then, and then there's like shame around that too. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not productive. What happened to me? Yes. And, you know, it's, it's sort of like we were forced into the situation where we had to like choose. It's like, choose your identity. You know, are you a mom and caretaker or are you, you know, going out of of the home and turning that responsibility over to somebody else? Because it, it seemed that, and I think the, all the statistics about all the women that dropped out of the workforce uh, or got laid off or whatever, it, it seems that you you can't have both. And that just plain old sucks. Yes. It does. And that is a really big reason why I'm doing this work, because I have encountered women from the younger generations who feel like they need to choose. And we have to keep in mind, there are plenty of women in our industry who are out there doing the work. They are filming and they're pursuing their dreams and they're raising their children, but we need more visibility. You know, the issue that I encounter is that I do have a lot of women who are mothering in the shadows. And that is one of the saddest things to me to not be able to vocally be out and proud as a mom, where it's something that you feel you need to hide because you know that we experience these prejudices as moms. We're seen as a liability or you're not going to be able to complete the job or, you know, the kid will get in the way somewhere. So I I understand why women will keep that secret, but it shouldn't be that way. It should be where we're all out here without moms. Nobody would exist. I think somehow we've forgotten that somewhere. And I keep saying we can really come together and have this power as moms because we're good. As soon as they start learning how to grow babies in the machines, that's when we're screwed. Well, for yeah. now, <laughs> we should really come together and, and make this happen. <laughs> you are so right. And gosh, you just, you're so right about all of this. And, you know, it's, it's something that we're going to have to figure out too, especially as we're, you know, hopefully, I mean, I don't know, every day I see something different, but, you know, hopefully as we come out of this pandemic, like this redefinition of, you know, what is being a mother, like, what does that mean? And, and making sure that it doesn't just, it's not just, you know, either or binary, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's, I'm a mother and, right? Absolutely. That we have multiple identities and that that is, is something that we can be successful in our careers and as a mother and that we don't have to be mothering in the shadows. I really love that phrase. Um, That's a great title for a film. (laughs) It really is. Listen, Adrian, if, if anybody's title is going to be my title. <laughs> you need to 
do that immediately because it's so good. I like wrote it down. I'm like, this is a good movie that I'm going to watch. Um, but yeah, like, so Tanya, how did you get into just the world of film? Like, take us back to, you know, how, how you sort of moved through this whole experience so that you, you're here where you are. Oh, wow. Okay. So really, really quick backstory. I um, wanted to do this since I was in high school. And there was a program, like a BOCES program, Long Island folks uh, will know what this is, but BOCES is a vocational school and they had a film and TV program. And I really wanted to do that, but I thought I was too cool because I was a cheerleader and I didn't want to have to cheerleading (laughs) practice. (laughs) Yep. And go on that BOCES bus. So I didn't want to take the bus (laughs) and and miss half of the day because I would miss practice after school. Uh, So I didn't end up doing that. And then... I had my father who was like, you know, what are you going to do? And and is that industry really something that will be lucrative? Um, so I didn't end up doing it. And years later, I became a makeup artist. And that's how I ended up going into film. I would work with these really young all-male teams who would have us there until 2 o'clock in the morning. Because, hey, nobody has anything to do. We all want to be on set with you making your movie. And they would pull in the actors. You know, maybe there wasn't an actor who was needed until the evening. But for some reason, they're there with us at 8 a.m. Because, again, they thought everybody just wanted to hang out on their sets. But what ended mm-hmm. up happening was I was there to do the makeup. But I ended up producing and I would create schedules for them and tell them, you know, how we can map this out and and the best way that it would work so that you aren't having people here for 20 hours. We did do a 20 hour day on set. It was, uh, it was quite interesting. Uh, But then I just, I got tired of telling other people's stories. I have my own stories that I want to share and they usually surround some sort of a social issue. I just feel like if I have an opportunity to make a film, I, I want it to represent a story that has a message of some sort. You know, I always have Black women as the leads in my film. Representation is very important. I have an 11-year-old daughter. I need her to see women both in front of and behind the camera. So she sees that on my sets. There are always women running the show. Awesome. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, I feel like film is a really great medium to help create dialogues that surround some uncomfortable issues. One of my films is about police brutality. The other one, as you said, is about mental health. It's about a mom battling depression. And that was based on some of my own personal experiences. Um, after my father passed away, things got very dark for me. And mm. I remember I was sitting with my daughter and she said something that I can't say because it'll give the film away, but it creeped me out. <laughs> mm. And I, I yeah. was like, is she seeing spirits? Is something happening here? And I used that as the premise uh, for the film. So it it was pretty cool. Wow. I mean, isn't it so funny? And why don't we trust ourselves? Like in high school, you wanted to Mm -hmm. do this. And, and, uh, you know, your your journey, your path, everything else that you've done. And it, it led right back to film. It did. And then when I came back, I said, you know, I am so many years behind now because I should have been doing this 20 years ago. Uh, But, you know, 
it always works out the way that it's supposed to. And I think yes. the timing ended up being perfect. So I, I have no complaints. And I got to really experience life. So I yes. think it's fantastic. All these programs that we have for the younger and fresh out of school generation of filmmakers. But sometimes we have to pay attention to the people who have these experiences to share and new doesn't mean young. A new voice is a new voice. It's a voice that you haven't heard before. They could be 50 or 60. For my festival, the first that. year, our youngest filmmaker was 24 and the oldest filmmaker was 72. Like moms oh, are really... so awesome. Right? Moms run <laughs> yeah. every demographic and I think people don't really, they're not aware of that. It's, it's very interesting when you're looking at the dynamic of the filmmakers that we have and the filmmakers that we see. Well, I think there's such a, you know, just this bright spotlight on, you know, the young, new, fresh, mm -hmm. millennials, all of it. And I'm not taking anything away from them. You know, everybody has something to contribute. But the fact that oftentimes in our society, we, you know, don't pay attention to people who are older is tragic yep. because we have lived life and we've seen things and there are incredible stories to tell. But if we, if we feel like, well, you know, why do people really care about what I have to say? Then those stories end up, you know, going away, never being told. And that is, it's sad. It, it's sad. And I, I do think that your journey and the fact that you lived life and, and, there are stories that you're now able to tell. So you are now able to tell stories that you would not have been able to, to tell when you had just gotten out of high school, right? Exactly. So it, it, you're 100% you're spot on. There is the, the right time for everything. And, and you, you did this now because this is when you were supposed to do it. So my question is, because this is so interesting. And so many people that are, are listening into the show um, have sort of gone from one career that was like the promise, right? It's like the question that your dad asked you, like, what are you going to do? What, you know, what is, what are you going to do that's going to be lucrative? <laughs> I mean, I think we all were asked that question. And so we ended up answering it and making decisions based on that question rather than, you know, what impact do you want to make in this world? What, what do you want to be? Um, I, I hope that the generations now um, and, you know, the students now that are coming out of college are, are being asked other questions because so many of the people that listen into the show, we followed the, the path, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> And, and the promise, because the promise was financial stability, it was success, it was corporate ladder bullcrap <laughs> um, that, that did end up being meaningless. And so many of the women find themselves at this stage of their career or their life where they're like, uh-oh, this, <laughs> this isn't what was promised. Like, I'm smart, I'm accomplished, I've done all of this stuff, but it doesn't feed my soul. What the hell do I do right. now, right? It's it, it's too late. How am I ever going to learn? So I, I think what would be really amazing is to hear, like, how did you actually, like, get into this? I mean, to me, making a film is 
so scary because I think to myself, well, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars that that you need in order to, to make a film. Like I wouldn't even know the first thing about doing it. So how would one even create a film? Oh, that's a really great question. Um, I do have to say that I think a lot of us have degrees that we are not using. (laughs) And I do think that to pressure us, you know, when we're 17 or 18 to decide what it is that we want to do with the rest of our lives is insane. Uh, So we need to take the time and and figure out where we want to fall into career and life in general. But to make a film, what I did was I was reaching out to different filmmakers that I admired uh, in my area. This is before I moved back to New York and I would just volunteer to help wherever I could. If it was with casting, if they needed help with assisting, with setting up, set decor, anything. Um, And then when I moved back to New York, I found some filmmakers that I wanted to reach out to and I reached out and I took them for coffee and I said, what is it that you're doing? How can I help contribute? And that Mm. was a really great way to network. And I ended up building a team from there because I worked on their film. They then wanted to help me work on my films. Uh, I also joined a few organizations, uh, the Black TV and Film Collective, New York Women in Film and Television. That was right after a certain president was elected. Uh, so I, I needed to be surrounded by people like me who I felt would support me. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, I think you have to be open to when you want to learn how to make films, you either need to go to film school or reach out to that community and see who around you is doing what, because there's always somebody that is willing to let you come in and help and learn in that form, uh, but you have to be willing to do it too. I think some people are like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to go spend a day with anyone if I'm not getting paid to do it. But that's how we have to start out sometimes. Right. It's not, it's not the right mentality mm-hmm. to say like, I need to get paid. And I mean, the reality of the situation is that you know, so many people are struggling and they do need to get paid. Yes. Um, but I really love this approach of you know, how can I help? How can I be of assistance? I'm interested in you and what you're doing. And I think that ultimately that's what everybody really wants, right? They, they want somebody who is interested in them and what they're doing. And, and, you know, and then when you deliver and you do things, you know, the right, great way, you do create this reciprocal type of relationship and people do want to help. And I mean, at least that's how I approach my life. I, you know, hope I fundamentally believe that people underneath it all are good. Some, maybe they're not. <laughs> oh, I think we've seen some that aren't. Um, no, they're not, uh, not all good people, but that's actually, you know, it's a really great way to put your feelers out there and, see what personalities you mesh well with, who you would actually want to spend all of those hours on a set with, and then you grow with them and their projects. Um, and some people have, obviously, they're they're going to pay you to come in, but some people were trying to make a film and we want to get this message out. Are you here? Can you do it? Can you spend four hours? You know, it, it's really up to you and how much time you can commit. 
Um, and every project is looking for something different. So there's definitely ways to get paid doing it as well. I love that advice. I just think it's so good, especially for people. And and I don't think that it matters what age you are. I think what matters is the passion that you have. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I mean, one day I, I will make some type of a film. I've, I've had this, um, and I'm going to put it out there, but I've had this idea for a really long time um, to just be able to you know, film different people around the world that are not what someone would immediately think of as a leader. So something, you know, this is what leadership looks like. And to really be able to profile a wide variety mosaic of, of people and situations and, and say, you know what, you think leadership is that? Uh-uh, it's this. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I know it's good, but you know, I, I it's like to putting it all together. A team of filmmakers <laughs> <laughs> who might be interested hmm. in that one day, one day. Hmm. Um, but yeah, may, maybe like you know, and everybody can travel yeah. again and everything. But this is this is what we need. We need to get out of these patterns of thinking and to just keep you know, putting the same type of person in power or in, you know, these executive positions that make the decisions. Cause that's, that's why change can't happen because it's like, how can you penetrate that? I don't know what the word is, <laughs> you know, like the force field mm -hmm. that other people create that just, it takes so much to chip away at that. It, it's, disheartening at times. It definitely yeah. is. But I think there's power in coming together and making some noise. You know, there are times when I'm out here just kind of ringing the bell. <laughs> and yeah. I would continue to ring the bell because I'm like, you know, if this is going to help other people, I will continue to do it because that is what brings me the most joy. I love to see women go after their dreams. Uh, I mean, especially moms, it's just, it's a really yeah. beautiful thing. So however I can support, that's really what I, I work on doing. I love that. So the festival is actually in August, right? Yes. Of this year. Yes. Awesome. And how can people purchase tickets? Because I I want to I want to do a party where we're it's it's over is it over multiple days or it is the festival itself okay. will happen August twentieth through the twenty third okay. this year we're going to incorporate some live events where we can screen certain films together it'll most likely be films that have some sort of social issue uh, message to it and we're going to call those live screenings sip and sees you know when a woman has mm -hmm. a baby we invite you over for wine and we show you the kid. <laughs> That's why we're calling it that. Um, we're also going to do some panels about motherhood issues and challenges that we're facing. We have been working with some advocacy groups here in New York. Uh, we'll be sending some messages about that soon. But in doing this work, I've discovered that there is some advocacy that we can get involved with in campaigns that we can support uh, that will help us all, not only in film, but moms in, in every industry and parents in every industry, really. So yeah, we're excited for that. But this year, we also incorporated, what we want to do is get funding from sponsors who will help provide 
monetary awards to our winning filmmakers for their next films because as women in general, but moms especially, there are longer gaps between our projects. Uh, so yep. that would be a really great way to help. And to provide childcare stipends for moms in need and also a shadowing program for moms who've had to take years off to raise their families. This will help mm -hmm. them transition back into the labor force. And we're also looking to partner with brands who will utilize our filmmakers to create their spots and commercials because there's money in commercials and our filmmakers can really benefit from that. So it'll be a win for everyone. There are so many brands that target and market to moms. And I think it's, it's really powerful and time for them to have the moms actually creating the visuals for them as well. I think that this is outstanding. I love, yes, I love those awards. And I agree with you. I mean, why shouldn't moms be actually creating the ads for the products right. that they're buying themselves? <laughs> I mean, <Hello>? you can't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have um, so many brands that are marketing to moms. There are car companies, there are diapers and pampers and, you know, everything you can think of. And I always look at these ads and I think, hmm, how many moms did you have on that? What, was the DP right. a mother? Was the gaffer a mother? You know, so <laughs> I have people uh, that we're reaching out to. And I'm also applying for grants and because yeah. I think it's a really important initiative. And there are a lot of women-led and women-focused organizations, but the conversation of motherhood has not started there yet. And that is a disservice to women in general, because we want to show this is possible. You can do this. There are going to be programs for you. So there's a lot of work to do, but it's worthy work and I'm excited. Well, if there is anything that She Leads Media can do to help support you and your mission or to bring in anybody that could be a resource for you, I offer that up. I would love to just be involved in general um, and to help and support in any way I can, because I think that this is such a worthy, worthy mission. Um, and you. the other thing, I love it. I love it so much. And then one day I'll, <laughs> you and I will make a film. Um, but uh, the other thing is your organization, it's a nonprofit organization. So people can donate directly. Correct? We are applying to become a nonprofit. We are fiscally okay. sponsored right now. So Anything that they contribute is tax deductible. Woohoo! Okay. Uh, but Yay. yeah, within, by the time the festival is live, we will be a nonprofit. So we're we're in the process of becoming our own. But thankfully, we do have the Center for Active Learning that is our fiscal sponsor right now. Ah, yeah. I don't. I don't really know much about that. So that is super interesting. Yeah, it's just for um, tax purposes. Yeah. You know, if people give you a donation, they can get the tax deductible benefit from it. Um, I mean, I, I won't say that's just it, but that's like the main premise with nonprofit yeah. for profit. <laughs> that is very cool. So Tanya, I cannot wait to just see everything that comes out of the mom film festival this year, the films, but then all the other work that you're doing. I'm so excited that you and I are in, you know, company with with each other and community yes. with each other and i mean i'm just going to tell everybody about this so oh, i love that adrian you're great yeah 
oh, no, this is, I'm so excited. I'm so happy that we connected. And, you know, just from the the first, I think, exchange of messages, I, I just felt such a positive and warm energy from you. And I just, I can't wait to see the incredible success that I know is in front of you. Thank you. That means so much. <laughs> it's awesome. And if people want to, you know, connect with you directly or, you know, learn more, please let my humongous audience of listeners uh, who they might not, you know, we might not have a huge audience, but our audience is very loyal and dedicated and especially concerned with just leadership and getting women's thoughts, voices, and opinions out into the world. Um, So please let our audience know where they can get in touch with you and learn more. Oh, I love that. I welcome the community. You know, we are also small but mighty and growing. So I'm sure that it's the same case with your community, Adrian. And once we join forces, that's double the amount. Uh, yep. <laughs> they can find <laughs> us. The website is momfilmfest.com, M-O-M, filmfest. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, Mom Film Fest. And then I am Tanya McCornell on Instagram. I'm not as active on Twitter, uh, but you can find me there. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been an incredible pleasure to speak with you today. And I just, like I said, I cannot wait to see everything wonderful that comes from the work that you're doing. Thank you. I'm excited to join forces. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Okay, Tanya, take care. You too, Adrian. Thank you. The She Leads Podcast Network.